This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. It's Mikey, California. I have to say, I am truly offended. It's all about in and out. You sick motherfuckers. White Castle, are you kidding me? White Castle? Oh my god. Ugh. Terrible. Double, double. End of story. Hey guys, this is Joe down here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, been listening for a long time, since the beginning, actually. Um, I know, it's crazy I haven't killed myself yet, but anyway, just wanted to let you in on a little game that I play. Just finished the latest pod, uh, podcast, and uh, whenever somebody sneezes, I like to say, kind of under my breath, mumbling, just barely loud enough so they could tell that I said something, I'll either say, God blaspheme, or blaspheme. And you know, it's kind of like, choo! God bless you. Or bless you. You know, it sounds like bless you, but just a little fun game I play to make myself chuckle. And and they think I said something nice and they usually smile or or something. I haven't gotten found out yet, but try it. It's kind of fun. Hi, guys. It's Paul here. I just live just outside of ACT. And uh, for your information, um, the Australian Capital Territory banned fireworks in 2009. Glory, bye. I've just learned something from the show that will change my life. Pastor Manning said that semen is the cream of the blood, and he said it's more powerful than the blood. So the next time someone asks me if I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb and covered by the blood of Jesus, I will say, no, I'm covered in something much, much more powerful. Let me tell you, my son, about the glory hole. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode number 240, I think. Yes. It is. Ha! It is. It is. I knew it all along. <laughs> I said that with the surety of a man who you, checked. You missed you misnamed the notes. So you I was named wait- the notes. I was waiting. When you didn't correct breath. them. When I you- feel like if you didn't correct <laughs> my errors, that is really your error. I was waiting for you to That's fuck it up. Fucking upper management, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> and we are joined by the scathing atheists. Because there's two of them, Noah and Heath. Yeah. Also the skeptic rats. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of plurals going here. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being on our show. We wanted to talk to you about this story from The Independent. Uh, this is a great story. It's really just a, it's a cheerful, heartwarming tale of youth and coming of age and it's uh, <laughs> so far so good <laughs> this is really like this is really like the like the the isis version of the dead poet society <laughs> right 
Oh, it's all in my society. Yeah, just leave with, out the poets, and you got it. With with far more actual dead poets, uh, <laughs> poets who were perfectly alive and well at the beginning of yeah. the movie. Yeah, actually. and there's and there's plenty of suicide in this story too. So. <laughs> So the story, Isis forces Yazidi children to behead dolls as part of their re-education training. Uh, it's pretty much what it sounds like. Uh, they take a whole <laughs> bunch of boys hostage, uh, captive. They abducted them, whatever you want to say. They're turning them into uh, mutant soldiers, teenage mutant ninja Isis. I don't know exactly how that works. And uh, part of their re-education program is to behead a bunch of dolls, which, I don't know, man, I wasn't even part of Isis, and I'd fucking cut the head off of... You know, random. yeah. What's the big fucking deal? I I know. Like I read it's, this and I'm like, well, who didn't torture a GI Joe here and there? I mean, I call this vocational training right here. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to teach a bunch of Yazidi kids in Iraq? You can teach them philosophy and algebra. These kids are really going to grow up to be fucking philosophers and algebraists. Oh, shit. They'd be lucky to find a job lick testing paint for lead at nine cents a week. Give them some life skills. Give them a practical education. I'm all for this. I like to see ISIS is turning over a new leaf. Kind of. They also. Have of a, a suicide bomber training course, but only the 101. You yeah. can't, uh, can't advance. It's a distance learning course. Yeah, so. exactly. well, yeah. You know, when I read this, I actually thought, uh, you, you know, I, I read this and I thought, well, you know, the Chicago public schools are a little jealous because the student to teacher ratio is actually better. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like they're working down like a checklist of all the various types of evil and they just got the socially awkward big brother. <laughs> you know? It's like, all right, all you guys spin a cat around until he vomits. Make your, make your sister watch. <laughs> it says in this article, it says an ISIS video released last week, a boy was shown beheading a Syrian soldier under adult supervision. And I thought, good for them. They're at least practicing <laughs> safe, you know, safe beheading. They've got an adult there making sure everything goes right. Because it's like when we, when we were kids and we used to watch Mr. Wizard and he would like light some shit on fire and he'd be like, hey, make sure you're an adult's here. Yeah, it's right. the same thing, right? You know, you've got the kid as the fucking scimitar or whatever in his hand. Don't run with your scimitar. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they don't tell you in the story, but he, did, he only had his learner's permit for yeah. the beheading. Oh, so, he, so he's got to go to the BMV in order to... <laughs> doesn't even work. BMV doesn't even work. I'm just saying, like, I threw it in there. We all laughed. It doesn't even work. So I got to assume one of these kids that they're training is eventually going to make it into the big beheading video. Like, they're going to be the star, you know, like the the Olsen twins of ISIS murder videos. It's going to be a big deal. I'm picturing, like, jihadist stage moms bothering the directors. (laughs) Shoot him from below. Shoot him from below. He looks taller. (laughs) He doesn't cut left. He only cuts right. My son hasn't any hasn't had any beheading time. He's been on the bench the whole season. We're gonna we're gonna play out the whole the whole caliphate. He won't have beheaded a single infidel. This is ridiculous. Hold on, hold on. Are you guys saying there's a woman talking in fucking ISIS land? <laughs> you know, there's a quote in here. He says, "Then they taught me how to hold the sword, and they taught me how to hit. They told me it was the head of the infidels." And I thought, like, well. You kind of have to t- if, if you have to tell somebody to hit him in the head in order to fucking behead him, then maybe the training is actually necessary. These are fucking stupid kids. I'm just saying. Well, but like, oh, but here's the big question because I feel like this is working against ISIS's purposes here. Like, how much do you stand to lose if you put an amateur beheader out there? You, you know, like, I mean, it's not like. 
if he fucks it up, it's going to be a big deal. The guy's going to still end up dead. And I'm thinking if I want to intimidate people, I don't want some kid that was raised since he was six years old to know exactly how to lop oh, no. off a fucking head. I, my decapitator in chief is going to be the most nearsighted, underweight clutch <laughs> I can find. I'm going to arm him with one of those knives that they give disabled kids at Halloween or something, you know? <laughs> fucking John Cena with a goddamn scimitar. That's Urkel with a fucking spork. That's intimidating. <laughs> It's like the old man in Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the little with hammer. The hammer? Yeah, you know, just, exactly. <laughs> it's Hit him again, Grandpa. It's death by a thousand insults. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. It just, just. I'm 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 really looking forward to, you know, the apologists that come out and say like, well, this is just culturally how they teach CPR. You know? <laughs> like, come on now. They just do it differently. It's like it's like when you fillet a fish. Sometimes you cut off the head. Sometimes you don't. Like they just do CP- CPR differently. It's just right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. could go either way. It's a this is a perfectly reasonable way to teach kids how to behave. It's I I really don't see the problem with training child soldiers to behead infidels. I mean, how could that possibly have any kind of religious connotation? It's ridiculous. We'll have to get C.J. Worleyman on here to to, <laughs> to plagiarize something about it. <laughs> According to my brain, hold on, hold on, scrolling. <laughs> According to my brain, control V. I mean, wait. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. I have a Mac. It's Command V. <laughs> Outrageous. How of dare you impugn my character? So we're going to be uh, back at the end of the show with uh, Noah and Heath from uh, The Skeptocrat and from uh, Scathing Atheist. We're going to be talking about politics with them for a little while and uh, and also talking about their new show, The Skeptocrat, and uh, and what you can expect there. So you're going to want to stick around. If you're fans of that show and you want to hear them speak again, you'll want to catch it at the end of the show. It was interesting. It was the first uh, far-right-leaning Republicans we've had <laughs> on our program in a long time. So it was a different perspective. So stay tuned. Yeah. 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 Trump supporters. I was shocked. I was really... <laughs> Really surprised. I mean, I actually I hear that I hear that Noah is going to comb all of his hair over in one direction uh, in support of Trump. You know, from here on, it's going to look awesome. Out. He's going to wear a side ponytail. He's going to rock a side ponytail. If anyone could pull it off, it'd Noah, be that Noah sexy could pull beast. It off, yeah, he look like that chick from fucking uh, Don Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I He's ca- already got the frame of a 12-year-old girl. I so. caught you this delicious bass. <laughs> <laughs> Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Hmm. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. Yay! So this first story comes from the Huffington Post. Scott Walker signs 20-week abortion ban into law. Um, so that's pretty much what it sounds like. Wisconsin Governor Stout, Scott Walker, Stott? Scott, Stout. They're not. Yeah, he's not even all that stout though. Like he's a he's a wee little. Uh, Scott Walker signed a bill into law on Monday that bans abortions after 20 weeks. So well done. That bans uh, less than one percent of the abortions. Fucking nailed it. Yay! But uh, you know, on the but, upside, but on the upside, what he's winding up banning is those people who get a chance to find out that their kid's going to be really horribly fucking like a, like a genetic yeah. defect, right. That can only be detected in late pregnancy. Yeah, and he's going to ban them and sort of force them to have a child that is going to be a you know difficult or could have a short right. life for right. you know just make it really really hard on them. Well, I think it's important, you know, especially like if you find out at the twenty week ultrasound or something. If you find out that you have a child that is going to, 
uh, die horribly. Sure. Uh, pretty much immediately upon birth, like it's got some like yeah. you know chromosomal defect or yeah. something. It's important that you either have no time to process the information emotionally before you have to make a decision to have an abortion, or or carry the child another twenty weeks in the womb until it's fully gestated, so that you can really experience the true depth of human suffering and heartache while giving birth to something destined only to suffer and die. Thankfully, that's like the only way to truly appreciate country songs, though. Right? <laughs> you just got to give birth in the back of a fucking pickup truck <laughs> with like the fucking midwife is a coon dog. It was another stillborn. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, break out the jug. We got ourselves another lady pregnant. Oh, oh man. Look at her giving birth in the back of this here Chevy. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> you know, uh, thankfully... The bill doesn't contain any exceptions for rape victims. Oh, yeah. Or, no, goodness yeah, gracious. So, you know, you certainly, again, oh, you want to make sure. Stroke. This is how you properly pro-life. You know, right? Like, if you're like, if you're really somebody who values life, you want to make sure that you value it uh, so little that people who are sexually assaulted don't have options. I mean, well done. You know what I what I don't what I don't get is they constantly are throwing away what I think is sort of a medical miracle. You know, I mean if we're gonna talk about medical miracles, let's talk sure. about the fact that you can kinda gattaca your kid nowadays in some levels. Yeah, you know what right? I mean? Like in yeah. a way though, where we're talking about like, no, he's not gonna be like fucking he's not gonna have brown hair and he's not gonna be a fucking like a like a short, dumpy kid. But the fact that you can What do you have at, against short, dumpy, brown-haired people? Look, I'm just looking across the fucking table, <laughs> and I can't stop throwing up in my mouth. No, but, but seriously, you know, we have an opportunity to look at these, these children, these, these unborn children, whatever you want to call them, fetuses, zygotes, yeah, whatever right. it is you want to use your, your terminology, and you get to say, this kid is going to have a horrible life. Like, we know we, we don't have to look at a, we don't have to fucking crack a rooster egg and fucking run our nail through it and <laughs> look up to God. We don't have to do any of that stuff. Yeah, right. We but have, it helps. We have right? ways now yeah. to fucking take a look into the future and be like, this kid is going to have a horrible life or this kid is going to die immediately or this kid is going to die real young. Right. You know, it's going to live a life of just pure suffering because we have case after case after case of someone with this exact ailment and they die horribly, die young, etc. Right? right. So we have this, this data yep. and we don't pay attention to it or what we do is we say, no, you shouldn't be able to look at that sort of thing. It's, it's almost like condemning a cancer, cancer patient that has, you know, like you, you like not able to get or you can give them an MRI so that they know they have the cancer, but you're just not going to treat it. It's it's like we have like a uh, we have a medical crystal ball. Sure. I mean, that's that's I mean, I hear exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's an excellent point. I hadn't considered that before. Like we have a medical crystal ball and there's so many things that can go wrong in the development of a of a human being. How many? I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but I think it's a, it's it's a percentage that is not negligible. Of regular births to just wind up miscarrying. Oh yeah, I think it's. I think again, I, I'm 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 misremember. I'm probably misremembering from when my wife was pregnant. We took birth classes and things, but I I, I want to say it was it was the it was more births end up or more more births more pregnancies end up in miscarriage than end up in fully carried gestated birthed humans. 
That's a lot. That's a lot. If that's the case, if yeah. you're remembering I, correctly. And I could be mistaken. I would type it into Google, but ugh, yeah. exhausting. I, I thought I heard something in the, you know, again, it, it'd just be speculation if I sure. said it. So who cares what the number is? But I know it's not a negligible number. Here's the nice thing. We will be emailed at least 100 times with people that will send us the statistics. And, and it's an interesting statistic. So yeah. I'd be interested to know what that statistic yeah. is. But regardless, I know it's not a negligible number. Right. I right. know that there are plenty of miscarriages. And the reason they even mention it in your birth class is so that they can get all the people on the fucking same page to say, look, this is not a 100% thing, son. Right. You could fucking wind up with a fucking, you know, a toilet full of kid later on. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and that's not gonna. You're not gonna be happy about it, and it's gonna suck. Oh, that's and, awesome. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. gonna be there's a fucking real consequence to this, right? And the fact is, is that is that you know we have the ability to 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 say those sorts of things and to let people know that, and we have this ability to control our reproduction through all these other means, but this one mean. Which is, you know, again, we, we've, we've, we've covered this. It's bullshit. 1% after 20 weeks. Right. So the rest of them, the bulk of them are happening way earlier than that. Yep. The way earlier than that. Vastly First trimester. Yep. Right. And that's, it's a fucking fingernail at that point. It's nothing. It's a tiny little thing. Sure. You know, cell division takes a long time to fucking, you know, take hold and start really multiplying. So that's, it's a tiny little thing when most of the time when it's, in, it's aborted, it's not a, it's not a yeah, it's difficult no procedure at all. This, it, it, the, the false argument is this late term abortion stuff, right? Like the, the people who are aggressively anti-abortion are like, you're aborting a fucking Eight month and, sure. and twenty eight day old. You're aborting a kid who graduated high school. Right. You're yeah. aborting preschoolers. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. okay, all right, that's not really happening. Nobody's, you know, if that if if there is a late term abortion, it is because of medical necessity. Exactly. I, you know, it's medical necessity. And the thing is, is like, I'm with you. If somebody just willy nilly wants to be at eight months and well, say, but, yeah, I'm with them. I'm with I'm Wait, with the pro life people. I'm with the pro life people saying, look. No, you can't just fucking say no now. You're eight months in, for yeah, Christ's right. sakes. Let's get this thing fucking out of you. Let's figure this out. Because, it, you know what I mean? Like, I and I know that there's going to be people who will say, a woman has every right to choose all the way up until, the, and I get it, I, I understand what you're, where you're coming from at a certain point, but I also say, you know, one of my things is, like, if it's viable outside the womb, we need to consider that yes. as something else. But if the if the mother's in danger, or if it's rape or incest, I'm not a, I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, this is something that you just yeah, can't I'm kind like, of outside that I'm outside your moral decision. Yeah. Right. Like I might have a decision I would make, but I'm outside, I'm outside your moral decision making. Look, my, my fucking, the, one of my kids didn't even make it to eight months, seven and a half months. The youngest one I have, he was, he was six weeks, almost seven weeks early. So he didn't even make it to the eight month mark. Like, sure. I get it. That would be weird if somebody was like, we should abort that. Be like, mm, I don't. See why, really? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was fine. Like he yeah. popped out there, and we fed him food. And sure, yeah. He, you know, said I mean, he, he, had little, to, he had to go in the little microwaves. Yeah, there we for put a him in the while. fry cooker sure, for yeah. a few days to, <laughs> you know, toast him up. But whatever, yeah, he was no, fine. That's fine. Yeah. So, like, I get. Don't believe me. Like, I understand the the like. We should, but but, but the that's thing like is, such like, a that's not a thing. It's a percentage. myth. It's just like it's just like the right. welfare queen. It's right. Like, it's a myth. It's right. a myth that somebody made up so that they could have a villain so that they could they could attack this fucking procedure. Right. right. And it's just it's stupid. It's like, look, I'm with you if that fucking thing existed. It's like, yeah, I'd go hunt Bigfoot if he was around. Exactly. Right. It's like. 
Well, what about if Bigfoot raped your wife? Be like, well, then fucking we have a different conversation. Okay, yeah. that's fine. But, you know, there's no fucking Bigfoot. Nobody. So it, it but, you know, I will tell you, like, if if it's seven or eight months, you find out that your kid's got, you know, trisomy 13 or like one of these major chromosomal defects. That means that they have, yeah. you know, zero percent chance of living more than two or three days. Do I think it's any different between birthing them and then watching them die outside the womb or, or aborting give, I don't I don't think giving, that there's a substance or giving birth difference. to a dead baby cuz that happens on occasion dead babies right. you know those are like oh sorry baby died right before you fucking gave birth to it right oh sorry enjoy that unbelievable emotional and psychological pain and stress yeah you still oh that, that you don't worry you still have to go through the agony of childbirth though so yeah. you know don't worry that's and, oh and it's not risk free just cuz the baby's dead so you know you yeah. might still hemorrhage out and die but anyway god loves you Fuck. so yeah and scott walker is a presidential candidate yeah, right i i i how I, do you how are you, you know, there's no way this guy this is not a centrist idea this is right? not a this is not a centrist platform but i don't think any republican though can stand on the you know in the primary they can't it's so funny because the primary pulls them all to the right and then the general pulls them back all to the center so they i mean they have to they yeah. they simply have to they have to pull to the right to motivate the base to get them excited so they're sure. all like i fucking don't think we should kill babies we should only hunt every other animal like yeah. they're just like guns for everybody <laughs> babies for everybody pay for nothing like yeah. And then as soon as the primary is over, like, all right, that was all some bullshit. I was, look, I was just kidding look, around. What I really mean What was, I really mean is load them into the trap gun and I'll shoot them. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's always been the little women that caught the vision of giving, beginning with Jesus himself, out of their private means. Some of you little precious ones have that little grocery money, some of that little money set aside. Assure tonight the blessings of God on your family by giving it to God and speaking that. Say it. God, this is for blessings on my family. <laughs> Amazing. I don't have a lot to say about this one. I'm just flabbergasted by this. This comes from the Patheos blogs, progressive secular humanist. Uh, Florida church bills single mom $1,000 for failing to tithe. Um, so this woman, Candace Peterson, she got a $1,000 collection notice from the Greater Mount Moriah Primitive Baptist Church. What? What? I, that's what, right? The great, Let me read that again. That the, sounds like a layer of bedrock. <laughs> Where did you find the Velociraptor? Oh, we found it in the Greater Mount Moriah Primitive fucking shale <laughs> deposit. The greater Mount Moriah, as opposed to the lesser of the Mount Moriah primitive Baptist church. <laughs> or, because there's so many adjectives, you can just keep fucking with it, right? Like, it's it's either the greater or the lesser Mount Moriah, but it's definitely a Mount Moriah. And then is it a Baptist church? Well, it's a primitive Baptist church, not like your modern Baptist churches, what do they which ride? don't do they, exist. Do they ride in buggies? <laughs> do no, they, they just believe in backward ideas. They don't have stuff. zippers. <laughs> <laughs> they have, like, hats. If the fucking they have the 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 uh, sideburn beards that just like they all wear monocles they just dangle down <laughs> yeah so they they get together in the drawing room oh let's wear, let's get together wear mm. monocles mm. have you paid your dues this uh, month <laughs> let us see our tithing records let's take a look right right mm, snifter of brandy ought to set us right. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, jolly good, old fellow. Mm. Oh, I see you're behind on your time. <laughs> no, we're not like that primitive Baptist church down the street. I don't know. We are the refined, lesser Mount Moriah. Lesser. Advanced Baptist church, you see. Mm, yes. So she got fine. She basically got a thousand dollars. It wasn't a fine. It was more just like, here's your bill. Right. They sent her yeah. a bill for going to church. The thing that the thing that like kind of shocks me about this, and and maybe this is naive because I'm not a church going dude, but I went to when I was a kid. I went to a Methodist church, and I've come to discover that the Methodist churches maybe are a little more progressive, or maybe if not more progressive, not the right word, but lazy. They're just lazy, which is why we as a family fit in okay. Sure, yeah, you know, but like they just passed around a collection plate. They didn't keep track of who put money in it. So whether you put money in it or didn't put money, nobody knew. It was anonymous. It was, you know, whether you tithed or not, nobody was keeping track. Nobody was taking a roll call of your attendance. No, You came and you went as you pleased. You pledged or, or tithed as you pleased as to your means. And it was all voluntary. So the idea that you would go to a church and they'd be like, yeah, we have, we have this mission from God to save your soul. But it's going to cost you. That's like a Scientology-esque idea. Really is. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, as a non-believer, the first thing I thought is like, okay, we'll send them a message that says, I want a refund because my prayers weren't answered. Yeah, right. You know, I, like, I want, you know, like, you're telling me $1,000. I want the $30,000 I gave over the, you know, the amount of time that I went to your church because they didn't answer my prayers or something. Failure to provide services. Exactly. It's like, you know? but instead, it's, it, there's this weird thing, though, that I think that, you know, people will get strong-armed into this. They'll get, because the church is their community, Right. And you don't want to be ostracized from your community because when you belong to that community, you don't want to be like kicked out of that community yeah. because that's where a lot of your friends are. You know, it's just it's just it, because it's such a tight knit community, you're going to be stuck. Sort of, and th- and this sort of thing probably works a lot. You were Catholic growing up, I was. Right? Yeah. Did they pass a collection plate? Yeah, in the Catholic Church. Yeah, they passed. So a nobody plate. knows who gives what. No, I I don't think anybody notices uh, who gives what. Although there are many people who give checks. So, you know, those sorts of things are records. Yeah, that's, but I remember, I remember my dad always got out a $10 bill, and he always put a $10 bill in the collection plate. I mean, I just, I don't know if that was the right amount or the wrong amount or whatever, but that's what he did. Sure. He always put a $10 bill in the collection plate. I, you know, I, I will tell you this. You see the Catholic pass the, the, they pass the thing around. It should be if you're given 10% of your income, right? Let's say you're a, you're yeah. an average. What what's an average income? Fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, for a family of like four or five, I think. Yeah, fifty thousand. Fifty thousand yeah. dollars. So if you if you're pulling home, let's say you know after taxes, you know something like let's say thirteen hundred dollars every two weeks or something. I'm just making up sure, a number. Yeah. But let's say it's like thirteen hundred bucks every two weeks, and you go to church every week. That's what you know. What are you looking at? You're looking, looking at, at sixty five bucks. Know, 60, a, yeah, you know, sixty five bucks a week. Yeah. Am I seeing people drop sixty five bucks a week in there? And I don't remember that. You know, Dude, I, mean? I don't like, remember I don't, that either. I don't remember seeing that. I don't remember seeing even back when I was a kid. So this is you know years and years ago when the income was lower. I don't remember seeing a lot of money. I remember seeing a lot of ones in there. Sure. You know. Right. But I don't remember seeing a lot of people being like, I'm putting 10% of my income into this thing. But isn't the whole idea that like, like in order for the church to be a charity, then the, the giving can't be compulsory. 
And if it's compulsory, then, you know, you can't bill me for something that's not compulsory. Right. That changes the whole idea that of That does charity, change the sure. whole thing, yeah. right? Like, you're, you're a charity. I'm supposed to support you because you've told me that that's part of my responsibility as a member of your religious community or whatever. Fine. But if I decide not to do it, it's like if I want to go to the goddamn Shedd Aquarium or something, right? And it's like, yeah, the suggested donation's 20 bucks. You can tell them, Cool. And then just walk in. And go in. Yeah. I'm not, you know, that's a suggested donation. Great story, bro. Yeah. Let me look at the fish. Or you could just say, like, okay, well, here's your dollar. Yeah. You know, like, I'll, I'll give a donation. Right. Here's your dollar. Yeah. yeah. I sure. mean, that's it. Yeah. Like, so there's the social pressure of, I've never done that. Like, I'm go fuck, I'll pay you to look at your fish or whatever, you know? Like, sure, yeah. I was just going to say, like, the suggested donation at, like, the Art Institute. Right. The Art Institute is a is the same thing. You walk in and there's a there's a money that they ask for and then it says on their suggested donation. Yeah. So they'll tell you when you walk up to the counter, they'll be like 12 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. But you look and it says suggested donation. You could just say, no, I'm just going to go in and you can do it. Sure. You know? I'm sure you can. Yeah. As a poor student, you know, you could do that or something like that. I'm sure. Or just as an asshole who likes to be pedantic about the meaning of words, you know, sure. right? Like, I mean, there's people out there that have the money that don't, that are just like, I'm not paying because it says donation. Sure, you know, yeah. you know, it's but, out there. But, you know, suggested donation, uh, this could be the same thing. They're just sending you a bill. Yeah. And you don't have to pay it. But here's your suggested donation of a thousand bucks. But like the, the thing is, like, I'm sure she does. I'm sure they can't send her to collections. No, they can't. Of course they can't. But they can shun her. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's the funny thing. It's like they can't send her to collections. They can't, like, ding her credit report. Right? Oh, I got <laughs> shitty credit because of the. Because I didn't donate. Greater, lesser, jumping Jehovah Witness, primitive Baptist Amish Church of Christ, or whatever the fuck, like it doesn't love me anymore. Yeah, you know, so they can't they can't fucking wail on her for that. But it'd be an awful collections call to take, though, wouldn't it? Oh god, it'd be great if like Hillbilly God did the collections. Oh no, it, it, that would be. Hey y'all. I just want to let you know that you're you're behind a little in your payments. And and the thing about us at this primordial Baptist church <laughs> is we try to work with you. So we want to make sure that you are the – you're the first of our concerns. So we want to make sure we work with you to get the right payments on you. So. Now, now, look, I, I'm not saying we're going to withhold salvation. <laughs> but for four easy payments at $250, I can almost guarantee – guarantee – a place for you at the right, maybe even left hand, because you know that right hand get dirty. Of God, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a, it's. A, it, why would you not just shred this bill? I, I shred my regular bills. <laughs> oh, it's the gas bill. Whatever. <laughs> I produce enough of that for free. What would I pay yeah, for it for? It's happened to me, right? Yeah. I'm just fucking. I just. I just. They already have to have one of those things that lights on fire over my house <laughs> that like lets off gas <laughs> stuff out. <laughs> One of the methane off-gas things that they're burning, like, by landfills. They're like, there's, like, cows that don't produce this much. What's wrong with you? There's whole herds of cows. Sister, it comes from Jacksonville.com. Petition to ban new books prompts a new debate on censorship uh, in some fucking county no one cares about. So two elementary schools, um, two elementary books, I'm sorry, 
um, set in Afghanistan and Iraq are causing problems. There's a bunch of uh, Christian groups or Christian parents that are all fucking worked up about these books. Um, the the ironic part is that the books have kind of this message. Like if you if you go through the books that. The idea of banning these particular books is antithetical to the message of the books themselves. So it's sort of hilarious. Yeah, uh, it's it's like it's like there's books about like about like educational freedom. Yeah, and then you're just like you know what we should have is less educational freedom as a result of our religious <laughs> you know, intolerance. Should, and you're just like you know, fucking that's the exact thing. The book that gives you this you know this insight. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it'd be like it'd be like banning a book on the history of book banning. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you have anything on the history of book banning? I'm sorry, sir. That book's been that banned. Book's God been damn banned. it! <laughs> Fuck! We burnt it earlier. So we danced around the fucking garbage can while it was lit on fire. What? It, when has there ever been a benefit to anyone when somebody's like, "We're gonna ban a book"? Right? Can we just get that? Can we remove Look, these ideas plenty, from the library? Plenty of stupid books out there. Didn't Jenny McCarthy write a book? Dude, there's books. The Twilight series is available. Yeah. You know, there are Kevin Trudeau has like four books. Sure, Joel Osteen can write all the books he wants, and people don't ban that shit. But some books about like like, and all of a sudden, what am I worried about? Like as a parent of of kids, and be like, oh my god, what if they find out there's Muslims? That's so weird, isn't it? Right? Like I'll I'll, I'll tell my kid there's Muslims. That's the thing is like these people though, they're so afraid that their kid is not going to believe the exact same thing that they believe. And that there's just going to be like an argument with their kid or something. I don't know what the deal is, but they're just super afraid. Right. That their kid is not going to believe the same things they believe. But it would be so hard to have a young child choose a different religion than your family. Like I have a second grader going into third grade. Even if we were religious, it's not like he could be like, well, fuck you. I'm going to the mosque. Like, motherfucker, you don't have a car. Where are you? What do you mean you're going to the mosque? Like, fucking, you go where I, you can't go across the street unless I give you permission. Right, right. What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't control his ideas. He can think whatever he'd like to think. But I, I, the idea that all of a sudden my kid is going to switch and begin uh, some other religious practice outside of my supervision and these are kids these are little kid books these are little kid books these are like fucking i mean you're you're almost right now at like fucking some fucking spot went up the hill right you know what i mean like these are you look these at these images and you're like these are little tit kid books and it's and it's about tolerance like that's the thing is like you're banning something that's about tolerance and and it, some of the concerns here's one i like we're a military town she said some of our children have parents who've been to iraq so what? I can't even. I mean, like, st- what does that have to do with anything? Well, even still, we're like, a military town. We're not known for our tolerance. Yeah, well, and you say that. Like, what? Well, they've been to Iraq, and like, well, then they should know that there's humans over there. That's and you know, it's so funny that you say that because like the vets that I know that have been to Iraq and Afghanistan, they come back and they're not like they're not just like, well, turns out I hate everybody in these two countries. Instead, they have. Because they've actually met people and they've talked to people. They have a more nuanced understanding that like, yeah, maybe they have have a religious or cultural difference from myself. And maybe that's even a gulf we'll never cross together. But I recognize their shared humanity. Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to 
dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per-episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. God needs to get the glory and the praise if yeah, we manage to stop the Iran deal. Yeah, because you'd have to go back in time. Gomert, you'd have to go back in time. Well, this was on 720, so, right? Maybe it was the deal done. Mm, the deal was the deal by then. This is it. Like, it's done. Why we, don't you play? Why don't you just play all right. Louis? Oh, God. Louis. Because I have to press play on Louis's fucking bald-ass head. Hang on. I'm telling you, this deal is so bad. And what makes it even tougher now, though, since the Senate and the House passed a bill that the president signed, this is insanity, but it took the requirement from being two-thirds have to vote for a treaty in order to ratify it. It changed it to be only one-third have to vote for it to ratify it. And it added the House, so the House and Senate have to have a third. So I'm telling you... Maybe it's like uh, Gideon's army being winnowed down to make make it more likely God will get the credit. What? Yeah, maybe that's more. It's just like Gideon's army. God. It's just like Gideon. The thing is, is though, he's ta- he is talking to a, a Hagee hotline, so everybody who's watching probably knows that reference. Right? Sure. sure. I don't know that reference. I'm just like, what? what we should have th- gotten Thomas back on. Yeah. He would know that reference. Yeah. I'm sure it's in the first seven pages of the Bible. The- <laughs> but we have made it next to impossible to stop this Iranian deal. So if it gets stopped as it should, God needs to get the glory and praise. And everybody that's here with Citizens United for Israel will be the hands and feet to make that happen. But this is a horrible deal. And and I know a lot of people think, well, the United States is the sole superpower. We're going to be here forever. But you know no country lasts forever. And we have betrayed Israel so often. Fucking these guys and their fucking global hard-on for Israel is unbelievable to me. It They don't have this fucking love for any other know. competing religion. They really don't. It's kind of weird. But then again, it's, you know, in the Bible, it talks about, the, you know, the Jews are the chosen people. So you can't fuck, you know, you can't fuck with the Jews. You can't say anything about the Jews. You got to be nice to the Israelites, whatever, and... So I think that's what they just they just bring that with them because it says it in the old part of their book. It's a, one would one would find this constant support of Israel exhausting, wouldn't it? I it, mean, it'd be like I'll tell you what you know. It's interesting. This is total conspiracy theory, yeah. but it'd be hilarious if the Jews planned all this out that they <laughs> that they gave out their book to all these people, convinced them that there was a Christ, convinced them that they're they're you know that they're going to be the saved ones, et cetera, et cetera. All you have to do is treat the Jews really, really nicely throughout the rest of, you know, eternity. throughout all of history. Yeah, and, and you know. Wait, be, hey, we'll hide fine. under the table. Yeah, no one will know this. You'll be fine. There that. This, like, like, well, if, if we can fucking fix the Iran deal, 
fucking give all the glory to God. Well, you know what? Good luck, because it's signed into law. So it's fucking game set. It's over. It's over. You're not going back in time, motherfucker. He's like, God ain't going to fucking swoop down in his fucking space DeLorean or whatever and spin the earth <laughs> backwards. Or Brown is like, 1.27 gigawatts. <laughs> now, the concern, obviously... Is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain, and you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. Sister, it comes from Right Wing Watch. Um, Huckleberry Hound, very upset, a very red-faced Mike. Look Huckabee. at him. Look at this. Look at this guy, hawking and puffing. <laughs> No, that's ridiculous. His name is his name is really Huckleberry Finn. He's he's terribly upset because he got he got screwed into whitewashing the fence. Okay. Uh, gay marriage violates nature and nature's God. I am the God of nature. We sort of assumed you were God, not just like specifically just one God of like one thing. Are they still doing this? Are they they're going to do this forever? Aren't they? I I you know I was funny that you say that because. There has to come a time where this peters out, right? Like, you can only stay fucking hard for this boring, passed-over idea for so long. I say that, and I thought that, and then I realized, like, well, they're still fighting the abortion fight. And that's 50 or 60 years. Yeah. At this point. But they're not fighting the segregation fight. They're not fighting the, you know. But it's not sex, dude. Fucking weird old white dudes hate sex. I don't know why, because when I'm a weird old white dude, because I'm already a white dude, and and I'm already pretty weird. So when I get old, I'm going to be like, I'm a weird old white dude that loves weird sex. Like, let's do some shit. Like, that sounds good. I've seen some shit, and I want to do some shit. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I'm will. you know, I'm not saying no to a lot of things. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. You know? My options but, are limited. Right? So, yeah. I just... I say literally yes. Uh, it, That's it. That's fine. Yeah. Like if if there's enough grease, we're getting this done. Yeah. But like they, I, I I think that it's about. I think I, there's just something about sex in these guys that just they can't. They just can't. They can't get over it. It's so. I mean, it's just it, such a. I, the, he's talking. Do we want to play him? He's only. It's only like three minutes long. Do I think we need it? to play. I want to ask you uh, another question about gay marriage and religious liberty. They go Will you marry now, President Mike. <laughs> I already hate him. I already hate the yeah. interviewer. Like, yeah. he's super annoying. I want to ask you. You know, do you have to do the... Just open your fucking mouth without Well, that's chucking. right before he started talking. That's where Huckabee put the peanut butter in the pill. Yeah, right? So that's when he's trying to get off the top. <laughs> Just fucking put it in the back of the dog's throat and call it a day. You don't need the peanut Just butter. put it in bread. And it's, it fine. It. it's fine. It's huh? fine. Put in a little bit of string cheese. You ever cheese. do that, though? You ever do that? Like, when I my dog, we used to have to do the peanut butter thing, because my dog, you'd stuff it in bread. and would be like, here you go. And he'd be like, oh. And he'd be like, and he'd like eat all around the bread. And he'd be like, dude, and the pill would come out. And you're like, you little prick. You know, I used to, like, so I had a dog that got sick. So Murray, you remember the dog? Yeah, yeah. I had a dog that got sick, and we had to give him pills every day and shots and all kinds of shit. And then we just killed him because that was exhausting. Yeah, sure, yeah. But, like, when I went to the vet. You gave him one final shot. I would do that. <laughs> when I, I remember going to the vet, and uh, the vet was, like, showing us. He's like, yeah, we should probably give him this pill or that pill or whatever. 
And I'm like, it's such a pain in the ass to give him a pill. Like we did because we did we like put it in cheese or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, he fucking eats all the cheese. He's like, we don't put it in anything. And he just grabs the dog, opens the dog's mouth with one hand, takes the pill, puts it on the back of his tongue, closes the dog's mouth. And the dog's like, fuck what? And it swallows it. You're like, so ever since then, I would just open the dog's mouth and pitch it in there. And you're just like, I, you got, <laughs> I would get so be like, mm, fucking grab the dog's mouth, rip it open. Woo! You could throw anything back it's- there. <laughs> You like throw your keys back there. You're just like whatever. The remote's down there. And the dog always had this look of like super surprise. Like, what are you? Why are you throwing shit down my throat? I remember. I remember when I was a kid though. Like we somebody showed us that. Like all you gotta do is. But it was like fucking holding a fucking alligator's mouth closed. And it starts like bucking and bouncing, and you're like, what the fuck? And then it like, and then you let it go, and the pills like. out of its mouth so it's just it's impossible and you're chasing down this saliva oh god nasty nasty dog slobber pill disgusting pill you're like just take the medicine I'm trying to help you the dog's like fuck you and it runs away (laughs) thankfully at that point my dog was only operating on three legs you know so it couldn't run for shit Yeah. yeah What would that 100 days look like under a president Mike Huckabee administration as it relates to gay marriage? Because a lot of people say, hey, the train's leaving the station. Left oh, well, the station. good luck to you in the future. What does a President Huckabee do? When people say the train left the station, it's the law of the land, there's nothing we can do, let's move on. I want to say, have you guys read the Constitution? Did you pass ninth grade civics? You didn't. The court can't make law. They didn't make a law. They ruled on a case. Right. They do this from time to time as judges that rule on cases. D- d- he didn't say this when the Hobby Lobby decision came. Right. It, right. When Citizens United or Hobby Lobby or anything that these guys typically like, it's not legislating from the bench. Yeah. Right. It's only when it's something that they don't like. Right. Then all of a sudden it's legislating from the bench. We pretend that it, it can. And, and I'm convinced that a lot of people uh, give that sort of response because they don't want to have to deal with the complexities of the Constitution, which says that there are checks and balances. Mm-hmm. If we surrender to the judicial branch as if it is the last final and ultimate word. It's the last word in the courts. There's no court. It is the last word. It's the last word. You can't take it to another court. Then we have surrendered to judicial tyranny, which is what Jefferson warned us about. And the reason that he rejected some Supreme Court arguments as, as simply being something he couldn't accept, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. As did Jackson, as did Lincoln. This notion that the Supreme Court ruled it and therefore it's the law of the land bypasses the only entity in our government that can make the law of the land, the legislative branch. And it's not even a law until the president signs it and agrees to enforce it. So why even let anything go to the Supreme Court? Right. You know, if if it's the case that you're just going to ignore it, then why even have a Supreme Court? If the, if the idea of the Supreme Court is that issues – within the courts. The idea of the Supreme Court, as I understand it, is that issues within the court system that get raised to a level of constitutionality, is this a constitutionally acceptable yay or nay? Those things get raised and then the Supreme Court decides whether they're going to hear it or not hear it, and then they rule on it or not, depending on you know whether they heard the case. Why even bother having a Supreme Court if you're going to be like, well, I don't like that ruling, so we're just going to go ahead and skip that one? Why even bother having it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at this point, what he's saying is, is that is that 
he doesn't he doesn't like it, so it shouldn't exist. Right. And so the only people that should be able to make laws are the Republican controlled House and Senate. Yeah. Those right. are the things that he wants to make laws. If those were democratically controlled, he wouldn't say that. And he wouldn't say that because this was a five to four decision. He wouldn't have said that if it went five to four in his favor. Sure. He'd have been like, yeah, they made the right call. Yeah. Right. And, and first of all, a president, if he's not going to uphold that part of the Constitution, get out of the race. He's not in a race. There's no race. He's already won the fucking position. Right. Don't even because you're going to be lying when you take the oath and say you'll uphold and defend the Constitution because on its face you're not defending it, neither are you upholding it, when you surrender to the God of judicial supremacy. Hmm. What does it even mean, the God of judicial supremacy? Like, what is it, it? it sounds like it sounds like you're fucking the, the, what you have to call your dominatrix. <laughs> you know, when you're getting whipped on your lunch hour. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Don't call me that. Call me the God of... That's a really awkward yeah. thing it's to call really you. It's kind of weird. And just, you're... I always kind of ventured God as a dude anyway. You're weirding me out. out. <laughs> so we've got to start there, and I, and I certainly would start there. Can you do something as it relates to some executive orders? And are there are certain can, things you can do? Absolutely. You can reverse the executive orders as it relates to um, how the president has said, you know, you're going to make this a mandatory issue throughout federal government. Mm-hmm. But you also you instruct the attorney general uh, to defend religious liberty and the rights of people of faith and conscience, whether they're business owners, acting as individuals, whether they're None hospitals, that has churches, marriage, schools, yeah. adoption agencies. The marriage agencies. question is a separate Doesn't question what from is. questions about whether or not uh, sexual uh, identity or whatever is a protected class. Yeah, it's a and, totally and, different and issue. I shouldn't thing, have said sexual identity, but whatever, yeah, whether you're gay or not. Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, is... There's plenty of places we can discriminate against gays as it is. There's no protections for gay people in a large swaths of this country. Right. I don't they think don't there's have federal pro- protections. They don't have right? protection. No, and there's no protection at all in certain states for them. Right. So they're just they just get fucked. They just be like, yeah, you know, we found out you're gay and we can fire you. Right. So you know, it, it, there's already like little bigot laws already working their way in. That no one's religious liberty would be trampled upon because they refuse to bow to something that violates nature and nature's God. Mm-hmm. Words that, by the way, I borrowed right out of the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Nature and nature's God. Dude, you know, stop thinking about him fucking. Can you just stop thinking about him fucking? Because that's what's making you so uptight. Right. Uh, I would also order the uh, Secretary of Defense on day one that you will empower chaplains to perform their religious duties according to their conscience. And you will further make sure that no uh, military member is prohibited from the free exercise of their religious faith so long as it does not impose itself as a hazard to their duty or an imposition to their fellow military members. Mm -hmm. Which means if the chaplain wants to put a Bible on his desk, do it. If the chaplain wants to pray in Jesus' name or the name of Allah, he does it. If the chaplain wants to counsel according to his conscience and to what he believes... Uh, about sexual behavior, then he's free to do it. Otherwise, you have told him what the limitations of his belief can be. Then why do we even have chaplains? You know, if if the why why do we even have chaplains in the military? Dude, I don't know. You know, like if if a chaplain. Well, can... I think you know you're dealing with in the mil- military death a lot. So I think that the reason why you have it is because um, it's a coping mechanism for the people who are religious because they substitute that for a psychiatrist. 
Yeah, I think that's probably why we had it. But now that it's 2015, maybe we should have psychologists and psychiatrists. And therapists. Yeah. And and then if people want to go to... Like, is there something that prevents people from going to right? Like the, religious yeah, why, service? Why not change the chaplaincy to a therapist? I mean, I, again, though, I'm not a military guy, so I don't know what the chaplain did. I don't either. But like, are they the drummer boy? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, do they I mean, do they get a gun and go fight if things get salty? Like, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about the chaplaincy, though. Again, I, I, I 100% don't know. But it seems to me like it's just like an it outdated, seems, weird it thing. It seems like a thing that is used in lieu of real therapy and real help. And that's the problem, right? Like, if I'm a soldier and I've seen some shit and I, and I need someone to talk to, is there any reason? I guess maybe if you're, like, stationed overseas and you're Christian— and you need to go talk to somebody, then maybe, the, and you're surrounded mostly by mosques. Like maybe there's yeah. not a place. But I don't know. Is that is that the job the military should be providing? Maybe it's just provide fucking mental health services. Yeah, you think right? I think that would be more valuable than some counseling over my sexual preferences. What good would that be? Be like, I saw my buddy Joe blow up. It was real shitty. Well, you didn't fuck him, did you? <laughs> well. I, I mean, not when he blew up. It was, <laughs> it was real messy. It was, that shit's not my bag. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, you could put it in a bag and then I could probably sleep. So we're back with uh, Noah and Heath from uh, Scathing Atheist and also from a new show they have. Well, not, not super new, but relatively new. Um, we haven't Newer. had them on since they started it. Actually, we haven't had them on since they released it. I will, I will, I will reiterate. Right, because they were still they not was, telling us yeah, the name. They were, they were still in the, right. in the you know, very early stages of planning before, but now the new show is called The Skeptocrat. Uh, tell tell our listeners a little bit about the show. Well, you know, I got to say, honestly, our podcasting career for the last couple of years has just been like a series of realizations that you guys had it right the first uh, the first go around. And, and we probably should have just done what you did. Um, everything like, you know, like we write basically everything for our shows. Your way is way better. Um, <laughs> but also when it comes to like subject matter, you know, you guys cast a really wide net, insert fat joke here, so that you can talk about whatever, <laughs> you know, makes it big, makes the news, makes you mad, whatever. But with the skating atheists, we're really limited to just sounding off about religious topics. Sure. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. There's plenty of religious shit to bitch about every week. But once in a while, you just want to make fun of Donald Trump. Yeah. Regardless of what his faith is. Sure. We, we would have started the show regardless this month had we not already because of just Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Donald Trump is a fucking gift. He is a straight ass <laughs> gift. I I, I think love he's just trying so to much. keep uh, uh, John at the Daily Show for a little bit longer, you know? Oh my God. I, I feel like sending him thank you letters. I mean, at this point, I owe I owe you a know, certain amount of Patreon dollars I, directly to Donald. <laughs> I like <laughs> Donald. I think Donald is good, and I think his dopey sort of accent that he has is probably the best part about him because he sounds like extra dumb. But I will say that Sarah Palin, we did we were covering stuff back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sarah Palin was just an absolute <laughs> joy, an absolute. <laughs> 
wonderful joy to work with. I mean, top she's to read bottom, all the books. She knows exactly what's going she knows, on. She's yeah. read literally everything. She read Every all book. the newspapers, yeah. all, all, the, yeah. all the words, yeah. and then she transcribed which ones onto her hand so she could remember <laughs> later. She was a. It was amazing back then. So you guys are covering more politics now. Now, one thing that we found about uh, covering politics is that sometimes people get a little pissy about it. <laughs> Do you find that you guys are are getting more disagreeing mail and things like that now that you're doing oh, yes. uh, a show that has more politics in it? Absolutely. I, I mean, honestly, our, our the scathing atheist. You know, we say fuck Jesus pretty much. From start to finish on that show, we've been doing it for 127 episodes. Um, we've been doing the Skeptocrat for 21 episodes. I think we already have more than twice as many one-star reviews on the Skeptocrat as we have on the really? Skating Atheist. Um, yeah, they've actually yeah. turned into a few segments on the Skeptocrat. Yeah, we actually do a regular segment <laughs> translating ideological butthurt into uh, everyday English for the sake of the audience. That's awesome. But I think you know, like we. we all of our negative reactions basically boil down to the same thing. People say, well, you're not really moderates or centrists. You're a bunch of lefto, pinky, commie, pinko, pinky. No, we're not pinkies. We're a bunch pinky. of lefty, pinko, I'm not commie. judging. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But like basically they, 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 they take us to task for saying that we come from the far center when we're really on the left. Well, yes, we're on the left. We say that all the time. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't also opine on things that are on the right and in every other dire direction. Yeah, and by the way, we're in like the center of the entire European continent politically. Yeah, so. right, 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 exactly, uh, which is way left if you're an American. Yeah, so. I was going to say, no matter how far left you lean as a typical American, you're you're pretty much in the center in most of Europe at that point. So, it's, yeah, it, yeah it, it, but it blows people's minds to think about that. Like the, the idea that, that their way of thinking is not, is not the only way of thinking that somebody far left is like, well, fucking, fucking so socialist. Like, well, big parts of the world are socialist, right? You know, huge, massive swaths of the world. <laughs> yeah. That's not an insult. In the United States. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I tend to think that a lot of those people who say socialism, though, don't really know what socialism is. They'll say it. No idea. But no. I don't think they really. Well, right, because they, they're saying it on a socialist Internet. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> right. so uh, so now do you have a, a variety of segments like you do with this with the scathing atheist? I know that you do uh, you do poetry in the scathing atheist. You have a segment for uh, for your wife, Lucinda. You do uh, you, you wind up having interviews and then you, uh, you you do songs sometimes. Do you do you do the same? Do you bring that same kind of variety to the skeptical? Yeah, I mean, the skeptical is still kind of like learning. You know, we're still kind of learning what that show yeah. is all about. But absolutely. You know, we're, we're trying to bring it's not an interview driven show because it's only a 30 minute show and we're trying to sound off on 25 topics. So we actually haven't had any guests on the show. We may change that. Um, but primarily, yeah, like we're, we're trying to bring uh, this, the same concept that we brought to atheism with the scathing atheist to the larger political world with a skeptocrat. So no songs yet, but a uh, couple, couple, couple poems here and there. And, uh, you know, uh, Lucinda still makes her way in as our roving reporter. So what are your goals for Skeptocrat? Like, what do you I mean, other than just to talk about Donald Trump, you know, I mean, because that's and, and <laughs> when I say just, I don't mean it in a in a, in a derisive way. Yeah. Is it, do right, we need yeah. more? So, <laughs> and, because, and if that's it, that's, you know, I'm perfectly OK with that, too. But you know, what are your goals with Skeptocrat? Like, what are you guys hoping to to accomplish other than just beefing up your Patreon dollars? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> you took the boat, the two best answers off the board. What yeah. the fuck? I mean, well, for me with the scathing atheist, um, one of the biggest things that bothers me, the, one of the biggest reasons I'm an, an anti-theist is because Christian people vote wrong, in my opinion. Like, they not only vote against 
what Jesus tells them they're supposed to do, but they vote against their own self-interest because they're idiots. You know, if everybody voted for policies that would make their life better, every country would look like Sweden or something like that. Like <laughs> right, yeah. With an actual progressive tax system and the, the average person being better off. But, you know, that's not the case here. And so the skeptocrat kind of let us talk about all the reasons right, people vote right. wrong, and those all sure. bother me. So Right. Well, and too, you know, when with the name atheist in the title, that brings a certain group of people and it also keeps a certain group of sure. people away. So we feel like we can we can reach a much larger audience with the skeptic. We're not doing that yet, but we could <laughs> theoretically uh, reach a much larger audience with the with the skeptic as well. So and it's also like if I'm ever going to get hired by uh, Colbert to do some writing for him, I'm going to need some shit that doesn't say <laughs> fuck God. He's a Catholic. What uh, now do you guys cover skeptical topics as well? Is that a, is that a plan or is it all politics? No, yeah, I mean, I think feel like basically we have uh, as we cast as wide a net as we can with that show, and so yeah, absolutely, we talk about um, you know vaccine denialism, we talk about all the weird pseudoscientific nonsense that winds up uh, in the news, but also we just talk about scientific topics as well, you know. Uh, right, like I, the fact that the humans have nothing to do with global climate change. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. well, no, but yeah, but you know, like, but I think it's really important that, like, you know, the, when you start to delve into skeptical topics, I think it's really important that you hit all the pseudoscientific topics. But then you're also kind of obligated to hit the real science shit, so that you can show how much cooler that is than the than the pseudoscience. So, yeah. so you guys have a, a show on religion and a show on politics. Is it your is it your hope to ruin every Thanksgiving dinner? possible at this point or every family gathering is there well yeah i'm hoping to continue running. Yeah, yeah absolutely that's yeah. an experience with that kind of iced it for me what uh what now let's talk a little bit about politics since we you know we, we figure you know you guys are experts as well uh what what <laughs> i can't even say that without laughing um what uh, what do you guys think of the uh republican uh primary shape up here that's happening because there's you know there's several republicans that are you know revving their engines what do you think about them and do you like any of them or do you like like one one of them more than the others you mean the uh the sweet 16 tournament that's, uh, <laughs> exactly. right now yeah. yeah it's gonna be uh sweet i, I feel hope like that. somebody should have cued yakety sax as soon as you said gop <laughs> primary holy yeah. crap um you know, I, honestly, the scary thing about the field isn't the nutballs, you know, because the nutballs are always there, the Santorums sure, sure. and, the, and the Rick Perrys and the Mike Huckabees and whatnot. The scary- wait a minute, wait a minute. Rick Perry has glasses now. We need to take him more seriously. <laughs> So you Way take that smarter. back, sir. He can yeah. remember yeah. all three branches of the government he wants to dismantle now. I can't remember which one's Ron. Should I shut down? Education. Yeah. Uh, that's one. That's for uh, sure. Executive awesome. branch. Uh, what is the third one? People. Democracy. I forget. But like I say, it's... <laughs> Well, like I say, it's like it's not so much those guys because they're always there in the background, you know, Saturday Night Live fodder or whatever. The scary thing about this one is that the people that are actually the front runners are still fucking crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, there's nobody on the top end of that. That's the thing that worries me, too, about like the, you know, the the mere 21 folks that have entered the uh, I think they're I think every Republican at some point is going to enter the primary. Like <laughs> Pretty fucking much every like everybody registered as a Republican. Be, I'd be fine with it as long as they treated it like the running man <laughs> <laughs> of the 21. I can't think of a single one in that group that doesn't strike me as fucking uh oh SpaghettiOs like in a big way. It's just like the most the most moderate is is Jeb Bush. Yeah. Right. How am I saying that out loud? <laughs> How am I saying a sentence where I say the most moderate in a group of people is Jeb Bush and it's not a fucking 
like KKK rally. <laughs> well, kind of is, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like right now, I think the goal for most of these guys is just to hang back and not do anything too stupid, so that you know a lot of voters won't find out what they're all about. You know, if you look at like Rand Paul, I don't think anyone has seen him in two right. and a half fucking months. He's hiding in a coffin, buried in a basement <laughs> somewhere, so that he doesn't say something too stupid and and ruin his. His his run before it even gets started. You see, um, uh, uh, well, Jeb Bush has been doing pretty much the same thing. Marco Rubio not talking about a damn thing. I think a lot of them are just saying like, you know, let everybody like engage with Trump and do the whole silly Trumpy Trump Trump thing, and then we'll be the only ones left not looking like complete idiots by the time the debates start. I wonder how that's going to play though, because you know, so much of voting, uh, especially in those in those areas, is about getting in front of people. Mm-hmm. And sort of putting yourself out there and letting people know you're there. Um, I wonder how that's going to – I mean I'm really curious how that's going to play out for them to well, sort of hide in their little like – you, like you say, like their fucking vampire coffins or whatever, you know? But but is that important anymore though? Is that important post-Citizens United? You do not need support yeah. from massive numbers of people to stay in the race anymore. You know, you could theoretically – I feel like at this point you could theoretically win a primary without ever stumping. I, I feel like that – that's going to backfire on them because crazily there there comes a point and i think we've reached that point with trump where you cannot be more farcical you trump <laughs> at this point cannot say anything more farcical he cannot be any more ridiculous mm. and he's winning the polls <laughs> he is leading the polls this is a guy who i mean he's said it, it, it's it's almost like he's daring people like what's fucking crazy unsettling, <laughs> bizarre, racist, sexist yeah. rants. Can I possibly? And people are just like, he speaks the truth. I like the way he's yeah. not. I like, like, they sit there and they're like, Ding. I like that guy. I like, he's a straight shooter. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. He ain't one of those career politicians. He's just an everyday normal billionaire, billionaire. like me. <laughs> He's just, you know, I, I feel I feel connected because he's so not one true, of them, man. them slick, rich politicians. He's one of them <laughs> slick, rich billionaires. It's the, and I can connect because I'm a pig farmer in Oklahoma. And you're like, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> what? Haven't what is all happening? bankrupted four casinos before? Everybody's yeah, yeah. been there. <laughs> Joe Plummer. <laughs> so what about, what about the other side? Now, there's not as much... Uh, moving forward, and that there's not like a not like a 800 person race going on on the other side, but you know, in the Democrat Party, like, what do you guys think of the the way that's shaping up? Go Bernie Sanders is how I feel about yeah? this. Yeah, absolutely, love that guy. I did the I did the I stand with website, and I worked my way all the way through it, and I got down to I want to say it was like 89 percent for Bernie Sanders, and Hillary was much lower for me. So I. You know, I, I'm hoping for Bernie Sanders, but I, he reminds me of how we talked about this a while ago. He reminds me of how Ron Paul did on, you know, the Internet loved him for mm-hmm. a while. And then but that didn't translate into any votes in the primary. And he wound up getting like very like a tiny percentage of votes in the primary because of it. And I wonder if this is going to be the same thing where his name's plastered all over Reddit and all these other places where there's a lot of progressives and people are, you know, really excited about him. But it just doesn't translate into votes. Eventually. I mean, I think that there's a, a real possibility of that, because like the honest truth is that, you know, the, the billionaires who, who make presidents are scared shitless of Bernie Sanders. So I don't think there's a whole lot of chance of him actually winning the primary. I think the point of him even being in there because i don't think 
at least when he first moved, you know, started uh, running, I don't think he felt like he could win. Um, I think he just wanted to try to pull Hillary to the left. But the fact yeah. of the matter is, is you look at what's shaping up on the right, and yes, I like Bernie Sanders a lot. But whoever the fuck is on the other side of the ticket from whoever winds up as the the GOP frontrunner, you know, they they've got my vote. So you know, I, sure. I I really like Bernie Sanders, but I don't even I, I I almost don't even care because I know that all of these other people scare the crap out of me. So I, I'm I'm almost locked in at this point, you know. Yeah, yeah. Man, I find that so frustrating about voting because yeah. I, I never feel like I even have the opportunity to vote for somebody that I'm excited about. Instead, I vote for the person that scares me the least. You know, like right. the candidates are terrifying on the right, and they've been terrifying for years. For years, they've just been. I mean, and and what happens is, you know, like the primary pulls everybody to the right. So if you had somebody who, like McCain, mm -hmm. was more of a centrist guy for the entirety of his career, as soon as he ran, he got pulled to the right, and you're just like, well, fucking. Even if I wanted to support you, which I don't, but even if I wanted to support you. I can't even come close because your fucking lunatic party right. has been hijacked by the, the Christian nut jobs who are grabbing you and fucking dragging you toward the burning cross. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think, you, you know, you bring up the exact right example because I think John McCain is actually, you know, like if we had to have a Republican president out of the last nine they've run or so, like that would be probably the top of my list of ones that probably wouldn't have fucked things yeah. up too bad. Sure. Um, but even, but yeah, even he, in order to to make a move at all in the primaries had to abandon everything that made him the kind of guy you want to vote for. Maybe if right. he'd been a war hero, that would have <laughs> a chance. Hey, he just got captured. Maybe if he'd been like a better people. one. Yeah. Oh. Maybe if he flied yeah. better, yeah. yeah. It worked yeah. really well Jeez. for John Kerry, so... <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what, you know, looking at the Iran deal, and I'm just thinking, man, we fucked 2004 up. Oh, my God, did we fuck 2004 up. I don't get it. No? John Kerry. No. Yeah, John Kerry's probably going to be winning oh, a uh, oh, Nobel yeah. Peace Prize over his work in I the... Uh, he, he lost to George Bush after we knew what George Bush would do for four yeah. years. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, I still don't know how the hell that yeah. happened. <laughs> um, I like to just put my fingers in my ears and pretend... I was just saying, I should have voted. I, that's what, you know, I should start voting one of these days. That'll help. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, but honestly, it is kind of funny that we're all sitting here talking about the presidential election in 2016. I live in Georgia. Yeah, so. you know, like I'm going to make a fucking difference on, uh, you know, where Georgia. The the problem, I think, you know, the uh, well, you know, we can get started on the electoral college, and I could go all night. Yeah, but your vote doesn't count in Illinois either. Mine wouldn't. No, count. It was in New York either. Yeah. No, no, there's like five. Your states vote only counts deciding. if you're in a swing state. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, and those are becoming rarer and rarer. So you've got five states basically making the decisions. Right. And they're all me, weird fucking states like Ohio and Florida. Florida, where it's legal to just shoot people for looking at you funny. <laughs> That's one of the five states that matters. Let me ask you this question. I'm curious because you hear all the time from people who are like kind of disaffected and they feel like like we're talking about now, like frustrated by the system, frustrated that in Illinois it's got a blue state no matter what. Like if I fucking show up and vote, it makes no difference. You're Georgia. That's a red state. If you show up and vote, your vote really doesn't make any fucking difference. You know which way your vote is going to swing. People all the time feel very disconnected to the process as a result of that. And they say, fuck it, I'm not even going to vote. And there's this tremendous amount of voter apathy in the United States. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Like, is it because of the Electoral College? Do you think getting rid of the Electoral College would result in fairer elections or, or greater voter participation? I think it's, it, I, I can't imagine how you'd argue that it doesn't lead to fairer elections. I don't know if that translates necessarily uh, to greater 
uh, participation, but I think for sure it would lead to fairer elections. And we should have mandatory voting, and that would probably that would definitely the, uh, voter turnout. At least, bit. at least they could put it on a fucking weekend or make it a holiday. Mm-hmm. Or spread it you know out what to mean? a month, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Why do we even need it to be a day? Absolutely. Like, what is that about? You can make it the last well, day. Because everybody the has to take their buggies all to the very same <laughs> county seat. It takes several days to get there. But, the, Look, but those are the laws yeah. that we're still using. Yeah, right. know, We're still oh, yeah. using the system that was designed sure. for that. And, of course, because at any point in history, if we change that system, it would have benefited one party or the other. We've never changed that fucking system. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, we'll never have compulsory voting. We'll never have mandatory voting because, first of all, the Republicans already want to limit voting. Yeah, right. right. Like they've, they've come out and said that that's a strategy. Yeah. Democracy doesn't employ. work for that party too well. Right. So, yeah. so smart move on their part. We will ne- and plus, America doesn't want mandatory anything. Like when we were just like... Hey, everybody should have health insurance. People are like, you're fucking going to hell. Like, <laughs> everyone should not have rubella. Fuck you. Yeah. I can have rubella like, if I want. It's my goddamn right. Tell me what to do, you city slicker. <laughs> right. You and your ivory tower. Look at you. You don't have scabies. Huh? Whatever. We itched out here and we like it. <laughs> it's good enough for my granddaddy. It's good enough for me. <laughs> Oh, well, guys, if people were going to find your show, where would they look? Oh, that's a great question. Holy crap. Where would they look? I guess iTunes would be a good start. uh, Stitcher or you could go to scathingatheist.com or skeptocrat.com. Let's see. You could also check. uh, No, I think that's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. So we want to thank our most recent patrons, uh, Hans, Paul, Harley, Spencer, Vinath, and the David. Thank you also very much for your generous donations. Uh, your donations go to uh, things like last week, Tom and I went out to a very nice dinner to celebrate uh, a, a download uh, a download milestone. And we were very excited to go out and we want to thank the patrons for buying us a very nice meal. Absolutely. Um, so, we, we, you know, thank you very much. It also gives us a chance to donate to several charities. So we want to thank everybody who donates to the show. Tom, there was a few one-time donations as well. Yeah, we got uh, PayPal donations from Jason, from Matt, and from Asmunge. Asmunge. I don't, I don't, I can't pronounce As- it. Yeah. Thank you also very thank much you for very your much. donations. Very so we kind. really appreciate it. One of them was specifically earmarked for donuts. So I appreciate that. Can't wait. So uh, we got a message from Autumn, and Autumn said, I wanted to, th- I, I, I think it would be awesome if you guys review the Ray Comfort film or da- Audacity when it comes out. Uh, then the movie, then later the movie God is Not te- Dead 2. Yes, it's happening. I just wanted to mention to Autumn that. Uh, the guests on this show tonight, Noah and Heath, got together with uh, another guy by the name of Eli, and they just most very recently, I want to say it was either the last episode or the previous episode, they just reviewed uh, the Audacity movie. We got a message from Don, and Don said that the Statesboro Food Bank wrapped up, and they wound up giving away, uh, it wound up being fifty nine seventy five. dollars uh, so that wound up being quite a bit of money that was given to the food bank. So we want to thank everybody who donated, um, who wound up giving him some money based on that. Um, I know a lot of our listeners donated. So we want to thank you all for putting in 
and uh, and bringing him to that goal. I mean, very close. Fifty nine seventy five. His goal was six k. Right. And I want to say many people in our audience helped bring, help bring that to fruition. So thank you all. So very, you you fed some people. Right. You did a great job. And I know that as a result of this of this show. Of that fifty nine seventy five, I know that we were well over half. Yeah. Of that ultimate donation, and I'm just very proud of our listeners for for donating. Thank you so much. Yeah. We got a message from uh, Emily, and Emily says, um, "You discussed that how to handle bless you." When I was working at a corporate library, I found one of my coworkers was a fellow non-believer, and in the spirit of the flying spaghetti monster, we used to say Parmesan after one of the. I think that's great. That would be hilarious. So thanks, Emily, for sending that in. Uh, Tom, Joel Osteen, we got a post. This is from Julio, and he sent us a, a like a fucking Facebook post that Joel Osteen said. God, Joel Osteen's such a bag of dicks. Listen to this. <laughs> Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God not only knew you, but He put you in destiny genes. He put in you destiny genes. Destiny genes. He's already pre-programmed in your DNA, gifts, talents, favor, opportunities, ideas. Defects. Defe- <laughs> right. It's like, I'm not even going to read the rest of it. It says those genes are lying to her. Oh, fucking whatever. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're like that four-year-old with fucking brain cancer. It's just like, every day of my life is suffering. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, look. Look at the genes that God gave you. That's yeah, tremendous. So it's right. like. Or like those people that get the fucking locked in disease, sure. you know, like or even oh. just the people with just like one tiny arm, you right? Know? Like yeah, even like, just those people, right? Or like the crab claw people <laughs> that like end up at a freak show. <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> now we're gonna get email from people like there's people with crab clawism. <laughs> 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 but they're gonna, but it takes them so long to type it. <laughs> they're, they're typing another keyboard, and the keys are enormous. No, they just, they just press one big one. It's text to speech. <laughs> it's like the movie Big, where it's got to jump on the keys. <laughs> they're dancing it up. Uh, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> As a person oh. with crab claws, <laughs> it's actually it's actually lobstrosityitis. <laughs> oh, little, little gunslinger reference oh, there. That's man. awesome. Oh, good for you. It's a very literary show. Lobstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> So this message is from Laser Donkey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I don't know why, but sure. Great. Uh, and this person says Laser Donkey, which is Matt, actually, because it says at the bottom, Matt the Laser Donkey. So Laser Donkey is the name of the the, the name on the email, and then it's also Matt at Matt the Laser Donkey. But I like Matt, that. Because- Matt says... Uh, I realized a good response. This is in, in res- re- response to having a blessed day. It says, I realized that a good response to say something that is equally ridiculous to back them uh, back at them. When people say something ridiculous to you, what popped into my head was may the force be with you. <laughs> I think that's great. Oh, my gosh. It's you know, a it's kind of a dick move. Though. I will say, you know, growing up Catholic. Um, whenever anybody says, may the force be with you, I also say and also with and you. also with yeah, you. I right. To, it's, you just it's just instinctive. Instinctive. We got a message from Will, and Will says that uh, being in Utah, 
there is no bless you, evidently. So we grew up in Utah, and they just didn't have that there. It's a, sort of a regional thing, and I guess in California they did, but then he went back to Utah, and they didn't. Yeah, that's – I mean, it's so – I didn't I, – I, I kind of thought it was a like a regional thing, but I didn't know what region. But I, I kind of figured that our – that – the sort of awkward silence that you hear at the end of a sneeze is not awkward in other places. I had no idea. I yeah. just assumed because I, I just assumed that my experience universalizes out to everybody. Yeah. Because I'm incredibly Selfish xenophobic and, and, and narcissistic. narcissistic. Yeah. yeah. We got a, a really great message from Tyler, Tom. Yeah. So uh, Tyler was uh, terribly ill. Um, for, he's been listening to the show. He, he has Crohn's disease. He was terribly ill. My gosh, uh, the, what what he's gone through is just absolutely incredible. Um, and he says that uh, our goofy show brought him, you know, some laughter and some joy during some times that look a much much rougher than anything I've yeah ever experienced. Yeah. So, man, yeah, those pictures are like right out of Hellraiser, dude, man. Bully for you, yeah. And good for you, dude. Thanks I'm, for I'm, listening. Yeah, happy you listen. You know, and wow. And I know you say your girlfriend uh, hates the show, but she secretly. She does listen. She, she loves the show. Listens and then she tells you that she doesn't like it. But right. trust me, she likes it. If she tells you all the specific things she doesn't like about it, it's only because she's heard it so many times. <laughs> so, Tom, um, we got a message, a, a, a great, really hyper detailed message here about uh, the Canada and the Queen. Yeah. So this is from from Bart. Uh, he says. Uh, Canada received the right to self-governance on July 1st, 1867, despite the... See, so I, I can't read three whole paragraphs about Canada. <laughs> Canada, I, I just, I, I can't do it. I know. There's nothing Canada could do <laughs> that would merit three actual paragraphs. I mean, I appreciate the time, the energy, the I effort really that went do. into this. I really do. But the idea of reading three paragraphs about Canada? And, you know, I checked the bottom and there's not a... TLDR, whatever I, it is. Man, I'm just going to decide that Canada has a queen <laughs> because I know that I could read yeah, this. No, right. You could read it. But what I think you can glean from this just by – I just skimmed it real quick. Okay. Okay. Because I, I don't want you to spend too much no, time no, on Canada. I skimmed it. And what I got out of this is that the, you're right. Canada has a queen and she rides a moose. That's what <laughs> – now that's what I gleaned out of this. Right. That's not. I'm not saying that's true, and I'm not even saying Bart wrote that. I'm just saying that's what I think. That's what you. That's the takeaway. Yeah, that's the takeaway from that. Canada is is a delightful uh, town. I think it's great. <laughs> I think everybody should go visit once and sure. you know fish or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. Eat things that they catch out of. Yeah, place. I mean like put yeah, mayonnaise sure. on your fries. And then I think come everybody home. should go to the tar sands once. <laughs> just once. It's beautiful this time. Oh, of it's year. great. Yeah. yeah. I like it in the winter because you can actually step on it. Well, know? it's it's you know it's a it's a I, I went up to Canada once and I went fishing and the sun didn't even bother to set. Like that's that's how boring the place was. The sun was like, oh, we're not even gonna do we're not even gonna do sunset. Didn't you say it was like it was like eleven o'clock before the sun went down? Or no, something it was like? later. I mean, I, this I quit for the day and there was still light out. Like I stayed on the dock because I I was stupid. I stayed on the dock and I was gonna wait and see if I could see the northern lights because it was the furthest north I'd ever been and. Canada won. Like I did not have the patience to wait for it to get dark. Wow! It got it got dusky, and that's the best that it got. It got kind of dusky, and I was like, "Well, fucking, I've been up for like sixteen hours." 
I don't care anymore. Somebody's going to wake me up at like five in the morning, the old fish. Right. That's exactly what it was. It was like, I got to get up in like five hours and go sit in a boat somewhere. So I got to sleep for that. So we want to thank Noah and Heath, the uh, hosts of The Skeptocrat and Scathing Atheist for joining us today. It was super awesome to have them on the show. We should also be on the uh, the Scathing Atheist this week, this upcoming week on Thursday. We did a segment with them um, that was just a really raunchy 30 seconds on oh, the clock. That just, bad. I mean, it really just, it tested the fucking, the explicit tag like you would not believe. Uh, so if you want to check that out, uh, we will probably put it in, in next week's show notes, but this week's show notes um, won't have it yet because it won't be released until Thursday. Uh, but you should check it out. And their show's great. They're funny guys. They are probably some of the hardest working guys in podcasting. They spend hours and hours and hours on their show every week. They're so busy. That sounds um, exhausting. Yeah, I know, Tom. I, I Tom, Tom nearly fainted when I said oh. hours and hours. Like he like had to reach for the table. Woo. And he also reached for his heart, too, at I, the same time because it went a flutter. God. I think that's probably just normal. That's though. just that's just, that's just it, my heart yeah, trying sure. desperately to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we want to thank him for joining us. And you can check them out at uh, at skeptocrat.com and scathingatheist.com. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we are going to be back uh, next week with another whole show. But until then, we're going to leave you with The Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing, water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>